the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. And I have Janelle Rarden with us today. She's going to help us so much because we're going to talk about emotional health, mental health, and how all of that is going to lead us closer to the Lord when we are strong in those ways. Um, she has a website, heartliftcentral.com, and there's a podcast on there as well that talks about our mental health. So welcome to the show, Janelle. We're so glad to have you. Thank you so much. It is really an honor to be here. Uh, what a hot topic. I mean, it seems <laughs> as if overnight uh, this is a topic that everyone is wanting to know more about and wanting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I think we are living in really, obviously, uh, pandemic times. Mm-hmm. haven't had that in over a century. Mm-hmm. I just think we're living in a time where I like to say where we're breathing in overwhelm. Yeah. We're really just breathing. The air is thick with overwhelm. It is. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, you know, we, we rush around so much and we tend to not care for our hearts. Uh, you know, on the average, most of us don't do that. And so I think the pandemic pushed us into a place where we couldn't get away from our hearts. We couldn't get away from our mental condition. And ultimately, we couldn't get away from our spiritual condition. Hmm. We were forced into a lockdown. And I know that that increased everyone's anxiety. So I think it's, it's a very much needed conversation. Oh, it really is. It is. Do you want to tell us? I, I'm not exactly sure where to start. Do you want to start with your story? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was born into an alcoholic home. My father was an alcoholic. And mm. I would just say that put on some different glasses. I looked at life through a different lens and uh, became an adult child of an alcoholic. That's yeah. usually the the, you know the trajectory of a child who grows up in that way. And I think that from a very, very young age, I now can look back and go, wow, I was super intuitive, highly empathic, super sensitive. Yeah. And I was much younger than my siblings. And so for much of my life, you know, I was like an only child. And Mm. that by the time I got to be, you know, 12, 13, 14, my father's condition had become really severe. And so, you know, every, every child in a family experiences, you know, they always say sometimes it's like they've had different parents uh, in the same family. But I think I saw a lot. I didn't understand a lot. I wasn't told anything and nothing was explained because that's where, that's where everyone was back in the day. Right. We, Mm -hmm. we just, Nobody talked about these things. We didn't mm-hmm. have the Internet. You know, I'm not 100 years old, but, you know, I'm old enough where there was a time when we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have any uh, permission, in a sense, 
to talk about these kinds of problems. And so I just remember significantly a life marker for me was at age 10, and I was looking out my bedroom window. I was supposed to be in bed. But earlier that day, I'd heard my mom telling my older siblings, I just hope he doesn't kill somebody on the way home. Uh. That might be hard for someone to hear. I don't want to trigger anyone. But, you know, I just remember going, what on earth does she mean? Mm. What, what can that mean? You know, so I, mm-hmm. I was talking to God. I know that. I, I did go to church every Sunday with my mother. We were Catholic. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember going, I'm, what does that mean? So God would you just not let him kill anybody on the way home? Wow. And I, I think God has had his hand on me from a very, very, very young age to be attuned and alert to family systems. Mm-hmm. That's, I just, I can see it when I look back, the golden thread in my life, that I was always very aware that, wait a minute, the family next door is not like my family. You know, dad comes home every day at five, they eat dinner, they're, you know, he's, I didn't even know the word drunk, you know. So I think that's a huge part of my story. And then as I moved on, uh, my senior year in college, I heard the message of Jesus loud and clear. Mm -hmm. And I gave my life to him, as we would say. I became Mm -hmm. born again. Mm -hmm. And my life dramatically changed. Wow, that's so good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you kept growing from there. I mean, don't they say there's, I don't know, is it 14 stages of an adult alcoholic? I mean, did you have to go kind of hammer those out or or look through all the results of that? And how how did you heal? If I'd been been allowed to go through Al-Anon, you know, I I think my life would have been different. But, yes, I I moved through so many stages. Um, Of course, you know, no one would think, you know, someone who sees an an alcoholic and their family wouldn't drink, but I did, you know, I was very high functioning on the outside, you know, all the markers of a great student, popular, all those things, but dying on the inside. I like to say I was just hiding behind my smile, which so many of us do. We just hide behind our smiles and we learn, thank God, due to God's coping mechanisms he's given us, you know, how to survive that. And wow. I just turned into a very high functioning uh, young woman mm-hmm. yet was really sad and um, confused uh, on the inside. So I continued to grow in my faith for sure. Uh, became, I, I look back now and I'm like, I just became such a zealot, you know, <laughs> I had such a dramatic transformation that I just wanted the whole wide world to know about this Jesus that I had met. Mm. and he had rescued me from, you know, so many things. And I I continued to, at that time, I wanted to be a professional dancer. I wanted to be Miss America. I was competing, and uh, I just continued to grow in my faith through that season. And then I got married and had children and just continued to grow. You know, I, I love the Word of God. I was passionate about learning, and I would attribute the word of God to much of my healing, well, just knowing what he says about me. You know, you said you were a functioning low-level alcoholic, or I don't know exactly how you worded mm-hmm. that, but t- let's talk about that for one second, because I bet mm-hmm. someone has the question that I have, which is, okay, if I had a parent that was an alcoholic, is it okay, or is it, you know, how dangerous is it to drink a little bit? <laughs> what What is your oh. opinion on that, you know? I think 
I can summarize my journey with alcohol <laughs> uh, now that I'm in my 60s mm -hmm. uh, with three adult children and their married partners and the yeah. culture that is that we have in today. Like back in my day, you didn't touch alcohol, right? But it is very different today. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it, we have a wine and a beer culture. And so that's a very relevant question, I think. And I... I know now with the work that I do and uh, thank God with the training that I have received that I, I was just filling a very big hole in my life and numbing myself. It mm -hmm. was cool to drink. You know, I joined a sorority. We, we partied. You know, it was just what you did mm -hmm. or what I did <laughs> until I met several girls that didn't do that. Uh, you know, I just I know now that I was numbing. Yeah. You know, I can remember it was ninth grade when I had my first drink at a bar mitzvah. And I just remember going, oh, I don't feel anything. This is, wow, really nice to not feel my pain. Mm -hmm. And I got hooked. Yeah. You know, I have an addictive personality. I'm sure, it's, you know, they say chromosome seven is the alcoholic chromosome. And I'm I'm from an addictive family. So... I did get addicted, but I do believe, Jen, with mm -hmm. all of my heart, uh, might prickle some, some people, but we can have a healthy relationship with alcohol, mm -hmm. but if you know yourself and you know that you have an addictive propensity, yeah, then I just, I just hold up the caution card. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, Absolutely. don't touch the fire, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess it was God's grace that you didn't, mm. that you were able to pull out of that. And um, we we don't have a yeah. ton of time left, but let's talk about that. How did you begin to, you know, not let that control your whole life? I don't want to give a trite answer. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but I radically became a Christ follower my senior year. I was vice president of my sorority. Mm-hmm in charge of all of the parties. And I just didn't want to have any part of it anymore. So I tried to deep in, but I had loving girls around me. I just think God lifted it. I was yeah. in such a bad place. Yeah. And so afraid of what was happening to me that it did become like a poison, I guess, at that stage in my life. Now today I have a glass of wine with dinner I, I don't have a problem with it. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I just don't. But if and when I did see a problem coming, then I would have to once again say, that's poison to me. Right, right. And it is affecting my life mm -hmm. in a very bad way. Mm -hmm. And so I, I do give all the glory and credit to God, but it also does require a strategic intention and discipline to to walk away from, you know, we're talking about alcohol, but it could be a shopping addiction. It could be um, workaholism. It could be binge watching TV, hoarding. You know, there's a, so many behaviors that have a hold of us. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, Janelle Rarden, we are out of time, unfortunately, but I want to have you on the next episode. Thank you so much for sharing. Go to heartliftcentral.com. She has a podcast for mental and emotional health at heartliftcentral.com. That's Janelle Rarden. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.